Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, Internet? You're listening to the Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek for all nerds, where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And it's your boy, DJ Ben Hamid, a.k.a. the Beverly Trailblazer. Wakanda's favorite DJ, the anti trifecation Holly Asian, Hollywood Hameen, in the house, in the spaceship tonight. Hope everyone's having a great time, and as always, I am joined by... But wait, the anti trifecation like you're a gambit now, right? Like... <laughs> but yes! You know that... that... That actually works, because I am from oh, Houston, so I'll go with that. Go. I mean, I'm the anti-trife equation and case. There you go. This is Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Shade Runner, Trill, Quist, Gin and Juice, Urso, Chance the Parappa, and in honor of Halloween, Tatiana Night King Bones. What up? Wow. Like Very nice. Thank you. Very Thank nice. You. I'm going to go with um, Dankenstein ah! in our Halloween. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Doing the foolishness already. Not even one minute. Oh, I mean, because if there's one thing that applies to me right now, it's Dankenstein. <laughs> oh, you, you know how it goes. You are out there in Cali. Yeah, you know. You know, we do hope everyone's having a great time out there. It is, you know, happy Halloween from your boys and girls and men's and women's <laughs> at Fanbro Show. You know, hope everyone is loving it, enjoying it. Make sure you send in your pictures because I yes. know y'all got the ill costumes. So make sure you hit us up at Fanbro Show. You know, hit us with your costumes, with your pics, you know, all that good stuff. Please do I it. I already see really amazing ones, even from celebrities, too. And sometimes with celebrities, they mm-hmm. have it easy because they have access to the money and makeup arts and stuff like that. But sometimes yep. it's the simplest things that go the furthest. Like, I saw Gwyneth Paltrow. She stuck her head mm. in a box. Do you get what that's oh, from? Shit. <laughs> Do I get what that's from? What's in the bags? What's in the bags? <laughs> Come on. Wow. All you gotta do is stuff like that. So... <laughs> That's hilarious. So she had it like where the box is on her shoulders, right? So her head's like looking up out of the top. When the pouch was wearing clothes, and she put like a a brown box on her head, and she made this 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 like horrified face, and it was her head when it was uh, when when Brad Pitt found her. Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, but besides that, I've been seeing really clever. I had met, made a mention or a comment on Twitter. Just I just love seeing the really clever, really well thought out costumes, especially those that don't take a lot of money. People who are either creative enough or they are just by necessity just want to enjoy and participate in Halloween, but don't necessarily have the access to all the big bucks to make it happen. So I saw some really cute stuff. I saw um, what's the Rugrats girl name? The young, the little black Rugrats girl. Oh no, I forgot her name. But I saw a really cute Susie. I saw a really cute Susie. Um, I saw, oh man, it was just like so many crazy ones out there. What did you see so far? I know you had a, you were at a few holiday parties, Halloween parties. Uh, I actually haven't been to the holiday parties just yet. I haven't had a chance to make it out because I've been going through some other things this weekend. It's been a real crazy oh, so weekend out here. Already? So I have not. Didn't you go to one? No, 
No. Well, I mean, I did get to go to bitch out us to Brian Fuller. I, I got to go to his um Friday the 13th slash Halloween party, which was out of control. And his costume alone still um is one of the best ever because he came as Jason's mom and he had the whole sweater. He had the hair, the wig. He had the teeth down to a T. But that party was so crazy because everyone was dressed as people from the various movies. And it was like, I haven't seen any of those joints, but these people were huge fans. Uh, is it Tracy Toms? I want, I don't want to butcher her name. Uh, she's a Howardite and an actress herself. And her whole crew came as every black person from the wow. Friday the 13th movies. <laughs> yes. So it was so, that was one of the most lit parties and like costume parties I've ever been to in general. So I got to just give hats off and, you know, big shout outs to the big boss, you know, Brian Fuller for pulling that one off. Cause that was Have incredible. You seen the Twitter like, pictures of this silly. guy that dressed up as 11 for strange, from Stranger Things. So this dude, he looks like a damn linebacker and he's dressed up in what appears to be like a dress. The socks all the way up to the knees, the shoes, the sneakers, and he's holding a tiny little ego box. And he's so big. <laughs> so for him to be 11, it's just, it was just perfect. Have you seen that, Ben Amin? No, I missed that this. one. But I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking because I was watching Stranger Things uh, season two this weekend. And I was thinking that someone and their crew just needs to come as like 11 through the ages, oh. you know, like. They need to come as the first 11, then the second 11, and just do all the 11s. But wait, got to do something? the goth. Oh. I mean, oh, I'm just no. saying, you know, 11 has a lot of costume okay, changes, okay. you know. You know, that's all I'm going to say. In season two, I mean, come on now. That's not a spoiler. If you thought 11 wasn't going to be in season two with Stranger Things. No, of course not. Of course she's going to be in the season two. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. No, I thought you were trying to say something yeah. else. Like you had like some Terminator Eleven crossover. Like she was traveling through time or some shit like that. Oh no, I wasn't gonna say all that. But she definitely has a costume that is mm. reminiscent of you know. I mean, but that's that's the thing about Stranger Things. You know, it's like there were so many. Like as you said, Terminator. I wasn't even mm. thinking Terminator of one of her costumes. I was thinking um, John Cusack from uh, Not Better Off Dead. Say anything. When he's holding the, but oh, I just realized he wears a brown trench, not a black. So, but yeah, that's the thing. I mean, speaking of Stranger Things, you know, season two did drop. You know, everyone's been peeping it. What did well, you not, think first off? Grand Duchess. I'm not finished quite yet. Yeah. I am halfway through the season. Okay. And so far, I think it's cool. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I won't say I feel any way. Hmm. hmm. I, <laughs> what I'm trying to express is I don't feel any way on either extreme of the scale so I don't feel like oh my god best thing I've ever watched and I also don't feel oh this is horrible garbage I'm just kind of right on the in between part of that is also because I feel like Stranger Things could have been good with just one season and that would have been an end of it I would have been satisfied with just one season I didn't need to know what happened to Eleven, where she ended up. and Like, I didn't need all that. Because to me, the first season wrapped it up pretty well. Barb is dead, or was dead, and I believe it's still dead, and that should have been an end of it. Well, no, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm just actually kind of happy that my oh. feelings were validated. Because I finished the season, 
and I feel much like you do without, you know, any spoilers at all. I feel like it was cool. It's because I love these characters and these actors so much that I like seeing them together again and interact. But I could have been good with one, good with one season. Like I, it wasn't where I was like, "Damn, what a waste!" And it wasn't like where I'm like, "Damn, like Iron Fist, that was <laughs> like, terrible." But, you <laughs> no. know, or like Defenders, like where that was just, yeah. oh, that was so boring. Like, this feels you know, cute. like I'm, again to your point, I'm glad to see yes. these kids back together. Their acting is on ten. The, I guess the world building absolutely on ten. The callbacks to because mm. i like the whole idea of the upside down all that stuff so that's big to me the callbacks to yep. the 80s and all the pop culture references they do extremely well in that there's easter eggs throughout every scene almost every scene you watch there's easter eggs so especially for people who grew up during that time like you're going to see stuff that you recognize and that's great I, I think that's cool at the same time this it it's not as far as i'm i feel right now it's not moving me any which way up or down the spectrum i'm just kind of like all right cool it's here i don't think it was necessary i pretty much like 100 percent right there like everything you said i just completely agree with i definitely want you know people to hit us up on twitter once they finished it because we have we were not giving any spoilers right now maybe next week we'll talk some spoiler but i just want to know how y'all feel because i feel exactly yeah. how you feel tatiana <laughs> like i'm like eh, it's cool it was cool you know there's uh, there's some holes that I'd like to you okay. know have explained, but you know as far as like the acting et cetera et cetera you know the world building the whole 80s I mean it's on a ten I think oh. sometimes a little too much where it's like hey remember this movie hey remember this now we're gonna do this movie oh, so now we're gonna do this doing you know too and it's much like okay fan service on but, that side of things yeah where it's like like where the first one was like even though it was a lot in the first one. It feels like now it's like, oh, okay, you know that we love 80s movies, so we'll show you that we know 80s so movies. So it's not a and subtle. We love You're them saying too, that you know? they're just and it's being... like, I got it. Yeah, got nowhere it. near as subtle. Oh, my God. It's like, in some <laughs> scenes, it's just like, word. <laughs> well, I don't know. A lot of stuff I don't know anything about. So when they're showing all this stuff and, and lingering on TV screens and lingering on things where there's supposed to be some type of reaction, and I'm just sitting there blank-faced, I'm yeah. sure I'm not the only one. Yeah. That's just like, okay, does that mean something? Am I supposed to be excited about this? Uh, but, Probably uh, not. Yeah, but so, so right know. now I'm giving it a cool B minus for now, for sure. Because I'm still, I, I think yeah. I enjoy the characters and their their interactions more so than the this this new version of the story or this continuation of the story. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. Probably C right. plus, right. B minus. Uh. Yeah. Yes, let's talk about something else, though. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now. Let's talk about something else where I am <clears throat> on extremely on one side of the spectrum. We'll talk about that. I mean, you know, let them know. I'll let you start it off. You did get to see it first. Thor motherfucking Ragnarok was Liddy best Thor movie by far. Top five MCU movie, all the way, no mm, mm. holes bar. And I'm gonna have a lot more to say. I don't want to say too much because it's all gonna be on fanbros.com. You'll be able to see my full reaction to it. But when I say that this movie was mwah, beautiful, 
Thank you, Taika Waititi. It, it took mm-hmm. you and some other people to make this happen, but thank you so much for resurrecting Ragnarok. Um, ooh, top five MCU movie ever. Let's see. We got Black Panther. Mm-hmm. We got <laughs> you know that's already uh, up there. Avengers. <laughs> yeah, we got uh Civil War. Civil War, Winter Soldier. We got Winter Soldier. Avengers. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Personally, on my per, I say top five just overall, but on my personal I mean, scale, tough. it's in top three. Sorry. Wow, I mean, so you're immediately knocking out all the Iron Men. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Because okay. I'm, I'm okay. also putting it. I mean, bold, but I, I agree in a lot of aspects. I'm trying to put it against. I understand also because it's enough time has passed where the, the shine mm-hmm. of Iron Man has, has is dulled down yep. and and. Yes, you can say, oh, maybe it's just the newness of Thor Ragnarok that is making me say this. But I waited several. I, I, I saw it. First of all, I saw it early. So it's been almost, what, five days now. So I waited to kind of let me sleep on it and see if I really do feel this way. No, I really do feel this way. And it's akin to maybe how I felt about the very first Iron Man. But that's because that was the first time I saw that come to life. And I saw it come to life, right? For me, Thor Ragnarok, I had... Again, I didn't have such high expectations for it. I was just, I, I thought it would be good because the trailers were all good. I was like, it's got to at least be better than the other two. But I didn't sit there coming in like, yo, this is about to be amazing. I just like, I probably will enjoy this. But I enjoyed it way more than that. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I adored everything that happened. I loved the cast. Just everything about it made me happy and i think that because it gave me so much <laughs> happiness that's why i'm boosting it so much higher than than all the others okay oh wow um i mean you said it up uh, once again you said everything that i agree with so it's tough for me to disagree you know it's like the shine of the other ones might have worn off i'm still a huge fan of iron man 3 but at the same time thor 3 is like Ooh, okay, even as ill as like the Guardians of the Galaxy films are, I feel like I've never seen something that was so comic booky yes. and so like yes. true to like Jack King, Jack <laughs> the King Kirby, yes. you know, and like where it was like everything just looked yes. ill. You know, your eye, like, like they, talk, they talk about Blade Runner, and I agree that Blade Runner, you know, 2049 is like a visual assault where it's like, ill images everywhere but this shit was like jack the king kirby everywhere you know everything bold bright lines everything bold huge colors the first cats who roll up on um your man thor talk about food you know look like futuristic african masks like where i'm like yo black panther as great as the imagery as i've seen has now has a huge you know I don't know, bolder to leap over because Thor just came in like, boom, this is like some sick yeah, shit. It, like, you're going to see cosplays from this forever. Yes, forever. Like, because it's that much forever. content. Forever. It's that much content. It's that yes. much inspiration. It's that much, and exactly to your point, it's that much comic book in there. Like, you can, whether you mm-hmm. know everything about comics or know absolutely nothing, you will feel this movie, and that's probably why I love it so much. It's just, 
It was fun. The dialogue on point. It basically, to me, mm-hmm. it took so many of the great aspects of the great great MCU movies before it. It took all the little pieces. It took the ensemble of the Avengers. It took the dialogue from Iron Man himself, Tony Stark. It took the the uh, the the visuals from the best visuals that you've seen thus far in the MCU, and it, and it put it all together into this one beautiful package. And I and and I loved it for it. And it was. It was amazing. And it's definitely, very rarely do I say this, but mm-hmm. I would definitely see it again. And um, I said this coming out of the theater and oh, Tessa wanna... Thompson straight up oh, and down owns. Oh my God. I mean, Tessa. yeah, owns from the moment she walks on screen until, you know, the end of the film. Just completely owns it in a way that I wasn't expecting. And there's so many moments with her that I can't even talk about yet, but that are just like, there's one to me, one of the, I don't, I want to call it an F you to the like, you know, old school fanboy who's mad about certain comic changes. But at the same time, it's such a decisive moment that in such a beautifully done moment where you're just like, wow, like they went all the way in on this joint. And then, (laughs) She gets the whisper voice too. I but mean, what? I wanna because I wanna be a Valkyrie Ooh. when I grow up. And I fucks heavy with Hella. Mm. Oh my god, Kate Munchak killed it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. I mean, that's another one. That's like top three Marvel villains. But she ever. actually mattered. Like um, <laughs> she actually mattered. This, and that that, that she that, actually that, mattered. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen and, too often in these Marvel movies that you have a villain that actually matters. And and it's cause for concern, true concern, and she is one of them. And like this is, you know, once again without any spoilers, this is like to me one of the few, not the first, but one of the few, and one of the most, the biggest, I'll say, where like the ending, it's yeah. not the same at the beginning of the film. You know, there have been huge changes in what is going on in the in the Marvel universe, and I loved it. I mean, yeah. Everything we've been saying, it's, it's something. It's something you need to I mean, go it, see. You know, and we're not going to say it. any too much more about it. Again, yeah. go to fanbros.com. You'll see the full review there. Mm. We will do everything not to spoil the details of the movie, but to at least give you an understanding of why this movie is so good and why we are giving it such high marks. Oof, Lord, yeah. Mm. With that, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more fanbros. Hey everyone, this is Carla Perez. I play Rita Repulsa on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers back in the 90s. Hey, what's up? This is Samus. This is Nikki Phillips. And this is Stacey Strobel. Yo, this is Carly Hustle. Hey, what's up? This is Jamila from Girl Gone Geek. Hi, my name is Roxanne Gay. Hey, this is the Shameless Maya. Hey, what's up guys? This is Maya G. Hi, this is Reagan Gomez. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Jean Grey. Hi, this is Lola Ganaike. My name is Jamie Broadnax from Black Girl Nerds. Hi, guys, it's Alfred Woodard. And when you're not in a lotus position eating quinoa or, like, rapping to your your bae, you should be listening to fanbos. No, I said fanbos. Okay, hang on. And welcome back, fan bros. Like we said, you know, go see Thor. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, so much. Like, (laughs) Jeff Goldblum, you know, kills it as the Grandmaster. 
Um, I mean, you got Hulk. I mean, you know, that was one thing I'll say that it took me a second to get used to like the emotion on Hulk's face because there was, you know, they went to another level with it in this movie, and I wasn't oh, yeah. at first. I was like, I was like, what? I don't know. But I then there was it. a moment, and I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The other reason why I liked it is, is exactly to your point. Uh, to you saw a lot more emotion across a, a lot of characters that you mm-hmm. haven't seen. A lot of characters within the Thor universe that you haven't seen until this point. Yeah. And that also helped a great deal when it came to to vibing with these characters and vibing with the general story. Mm-hmm. Because emotions matter. <laughs> so if you have a lack of them, you, you may have a lack of empathy with your audience and so on. So they, they, they made it work this time. It's really good. Yeah. Can't wait to hear y'all thoughts, Tim, for y'all to see it. That's next week. You know, make sure y'all hit us up once we do at Fanbros Show. You know, contact at fanbros.com. And you can also use those to send in your... The Guac is Extra. Yeah, you like that right there. What we got up first tonight? Up first... Hi, fam bros. The first movie I ever walked out of was The Village, and I ended up sneaking into Catwoman. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks for you. (laughs) Uh, They went from a bad movie to a bad movie. You sure did indeed. What movies have you guys walked out of or snuck into? Thanks. Sincerely, Darian, a.k.a. Earthworth, Jim Jones. And then he, Darian also um, includes P.S. I no longer sneak into movies or condone it because they were young and broke. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what movies? <sighs> Damn. See, I, I usually take great pride into avoiding all sucky ass movies and not even getting into the position where I have to I physically walk out of it uh, mm-hmm. because I never walked in there in the first place. Yep. So I, I don't know if I have any, even one that I remember that I had stuff that I wanted to walk out of, but I didn't pay mm. for. So it's just like, mm. I didn't, I didn't have to. What was, um, say, and, and, and if I'm in a really bad position like that, I usually block it from my memory. So it's going to be really mm-hmm. hard for me to pull this out. Do you have one that I mean? I definitely have one that I can remember. Oh, and a uh, big shout out to D Chico Leo, who, you know, we all know famously, yeah. Walked out of, you know, the hateful eight yeah. and a few others, you know, famously walked out of these films. Um, me infamously, um, uh, this is way back. Me and my boys were twisted out of our mind. Our first you got another, I mean, completely, you know, various substances were ingested. And <laughs> We went into, I think one of our boys worked at this movie theater. So it wasn't even, well, I mean, I guess it was kind of like we snuck in, but, you know, he basically hooked us up. And we saw, um, okay, we saw <laughs> Children of the Corn 2. Uh... All right. At one point, a stalk of corn comes flying through a woman's windshield and, like, murders her. And I think at another point, a house falls on someone, and it's like Wizard of Oz. I'm not 100% sure about the second one, but I know at the first one, we walked out of the film. That was it. Like, that was it for us. So, no, but y'all it was walked like, out no. of a free film? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. T- time is more important than money. Never forget okay. that. And, yeah. No, we was out of there. Yeah. So, I can definitely say that one. Um, great question, but... I mean, does walking out of your own living room count? Because I was watching, I was forced 
to watch the the newer the Independence Day remake on Netflix, mm. and I walked out of my living room. Mm. So okay, that, that could be one. Okay, um, as a very young child, I was I wasn't forced, but I watched Alien, and when that joint bust up out of his stomach. I got up and was like, all right, I'm good. And I was at my neighbor's house. So I just got up and walked out way, you know, walked out the back door and walked over to my house. And but you didn't walk out because it was bad. You walked out because you were scared. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I was like, that's enough of that. You know, like, I don't need to see what happens after this. I'm a little kid. You know, I don't need to know. <laughs> you don't need the stress in your life. No. <laughs> Do you have any movies where uh, that you snuck into? That you that I enjoyed, stuck. I guess. Oh. Oh, plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of us are sneaking into a Catwoman anytime soon, but thank you. No, I mean, <laughs> this job's... How am I going to spell <laughs> failure if you keep taking all the L's? Yeah, but thank you for that question, Earthworm Jim Jones. The next question... All right, it's a very long question. It comes from Edge. Shorten it up. And I'm going to shorten it up. <laughs> Wrap it up, B. I'm curious. What's your opinion on how they handle young black men in Marvel? Uh, a recurring theme is that young black men need mentoring, but oftentimes at the expense of individual character growth. They haven't learned a single thing, new thing about Miles Morales during his mentorship with Peter, while his ultimate stories were some of the nicest origin stories they've read. So giving that as an example, how do you feel that Marvel handles black male characters? Oh, I don't know if just black male characters, but it says young. Well, yeah, he wrote young black man characters, yeah. And also young black characters. Yeah, because he was also talking about Alex from The Runaways mm -hmm. because he read that because it's to be the new show. And uh, that's a huge spoiler, so I can't really say too much more about, you know, Alex and how he's treated in the book. But I've heard a lot of people complain about it. And it becomes one of those things to me where it's like, characters can't do anything other than be you know what you imagine them to be if they step outside of that box then they're not feeling it anymore and you know it doesn't work as far as miles morales i mean you know i don't know y'all read independent comics <laughs> like, like your answer for is this like why bother <laughs> Listen, yeah, it's, it's like, like you, what do you, you expect? Do you really expect this dude to ever be Spider-Man when, when Tom Holland is playing him in the movies? But you can't blame people like, for wanting more. Like, I, I still feel like you can have it both ways. Like, yes, if you really want to see stuff written well for young black men or young people of color, you do need to go independent because that's where you're going yep. to see the writers who know what the hell they're talking about uh, and, mm -hmm. and have a fresh perspective. At the same time, mm -hmm. I don't put it against people that they want to see these characters that show up in the big ones, the, the Marvels and all that. They, they want to see these characters get more developed because at the end of the day, Spider-Man is Spider-Man. Like, and by what mm -hmm. I, when I say that, I mean the fact that Spider-Man is still important. Like, yes, mm -hmm. yes, the independent characters are important, but Spider-Man is also still important. Thor and all the rest of those people, depending on your level of how you like these characters, are still important. And a lot of yes. these comic books wouldn't exist unless these characters were created first. So I, I see it both sides of it. Um, as far as how do I feel, like uh, this writer also says that the new Falcon comic and character Patriot are garbage. I haven't read those, so I don't know. Um, do you not read those because you weren't interested or you just, just didn't get a chance to read it? 
I'm a huge fan of the Patriot who is in uh, Young Avengers, you know, but his end was kind of effed up. So I don't really, you know, it's, but I wasn't mad at that. You know, I love the story. It's just, I don't know. That's a really tough question because like, I love Runaways and it wasn't until a lot of people brought up how Alex was treated in the book that I started to see their side of it because me... I thought it was a dope-ass story, and it was one of those stories like we were talking about earlier that I don't feel needed a sequel, and it was just dope. And, I mean, you know, I can't give away spoilers, right. but, yeah. But, yeah, I know, I do understand why some people have a problem with it. I personally yeah. didn't. I don't I don't read mm-hmm. the Marvel books like that real heavy. I'm more so on the independent side of things, so I'm not sure how they treat young black men characters but from what i'm hearing from so many people how do they treat young black writers that, uh, oof. Ooh, wow you can read yeah um next question <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not good it's not good but the next question is hey fam rose this comes from jamesa or J- jamesa First and foremost, I love the show and I've learned so much about comics and tech just by listening to you all. Thank you. I'm glad you're learning a lot. We learn a lot from you guys as well. My question is, what is the best way to learn about the filmmaking process? I love movies. They're a borderline cinephile. And I have always wanted to learn a process from pre to post production. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. By the way, congrats to DJ Ben Amin on the American Gods gig. Hey, thank you. <laughs> um... <laughs> That would be me. Yeah, and um, my, I don't know, the advice I'd give most people is to go out there and make films. Like, any way possible, you know, get on the set, you know, work on independent projects, find out people who are working on them, you know, do whatever you can to just be in the scene, you know, your local scene, whatever it is, because that's the best way. I don't really feel that film school or any of those schools is really a good um, teaching environment is just working mm. in it. So do you, so are you saying yeah. you don't think film schools are necessary? Are you saying you don't think film schools are good period? No, I think they're good period in certain ways. Like I went to Howard and I love Howard, but I don't really think that I learned as much at the film schools. I just learned at Howard from being at Howard, you know, what Howard teaches you about life, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, no, I think I learned more from doing it and I've learned more from being in the, the like writer's room and mm-hmm. just writing than I have, you know, from any school. So I would always say, do it, you know, like if you, if you can't get into a writer's room, just write, like you should be writing all the time. You should be reading strips. That's, I talk about that on Twitter, you know, read strips as much as possible. Like just, you can get them online. So it's mad easy. Read strips, you know, read books about you know, the mm-hmm. filmmaking process, read from filmmakers, you know, like read filmmakers, you, you know, read interviews with them, you know, read their autobiographies, etc. But then the other side of it is just to get into it. But all those books and stuff you can get anywhere. So I don't feel like you need okay. school for that. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I... But you know, thank you very much. And that's a great question. You know, follow me on Twitter. I like to, you know, shout out other tips and stuff like that. And but yeah, just get out there and do it is what I always tell people. Like, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right. The last question comes from Brandon, a.k.a. Nor- no corny nicknames this time. Aw, we like the corny nicknames. Mm-hmm. The question is, I'm not yeah. sure how to frame this question, so I'll give you an example. 
I get unnaturally infuriated when I'm behind someone who is driving unnecessarily slow in their Porsche or Charger or Mustang. Why buy the dang car if you're not gonna use it for what it was made for? Conversely, if I'm behind a slow Prius, I'm not mad, it's to be expected. So my question is, what item not being used properly pisses you off the most? Wow. I have one, wow. your brain. When people don't think or use context clues or common sense to just do something simple, poi hemplo. Don't ask me how to get from point A to B when you have something in your phone called GPS. You also have something in your phone called Google Maps. You can plug in the addresses and connect yourself to where you need to go. That's common sense. That's what I have a problem with. What about you, Benami? Shout out to everybody who hits me up on Twitter asking me, you know, like what I'm complaining about, you know, like when I'm complaining about something like, oh, what happened with that? <laughs> Like, oh, why are you talking about DJ Envy? Oh, God. Like, aren't are we both on Twitter? Like, didn't you just ask me this on Twitter? How do you think I found out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, search bar. Um, but as far as, like, I don't know about a Charger or a Mustang, but if you got a Porsche, you know, I'm going to drive that joint real slow. You know, I hope <laughs> you sit behind me. Why? You want to you know? see people, make sure people see you? <laughs> <laughs> Why else did I buy a Porsche? So, but you're annoying then. <laughs> Shit. You're annoying. I paid a lot of money to be this annoying. I like to call myself eccentric. <laughs> See, the stuff I, the stuff that pisses me off is more like it's not so much items. It's like New Yorker stuff. Like when you walk really slow and you're standing in front of me, get out. Oh my god! Don't move to Los Angeles. Oh no! That, I mean, it, it drives me nuts, man. I mean, like I, I start spazzing out, and I'm already. And it's not like if you're really tall and you stand directly in front of me, I'm already pretty short. I have somewhat Napoleon complex. Don't do that because it it it, it makes me flip all the way out. Um, just people, just not people, just being mean for no reason, or just just being aware of their surroundings. Like when people go through doors, men or women, I don't care what whatever you are, I, don't go through the door and then like not look behind you. I'm, I'm more than likely, especially in New York, there's somebody behind you. Don't just let the door shut behind you. Because again, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a smaller person, smaller in stature. I may have to struggle with the door. It would be nice if someone could help out. So I'm just saying, just be nicer, be kinder, be more aware, and use your brain, folks. That's all I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's not yeah, too much. I ask. agree with all those. I mean, listen, you know. Whew, dropping gems on them, you know, tonight. So uh, if you have any other questions <laughs> for us, as always, please hit us up. Contact at fanbros.com. And you can hit us on Twitter at fanbros show. I want to give a shout out to Edge BC. That's who asked the question about black men and Alex, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the different ones. Um. Oh man, he said mixed opportunities like X Men's Prodigy. I don't know. Mm. People need to go read Young Avengers because, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah. All right. X Men's Prodigy shines in that book. I mean, it's been years since then. I mean, like I, independent comics. <laughs> independent comics. Independent comics. Well, we will read our independent comics. All right. I mean. Yes. And now it's time for some tech talk with Tatiana. Uh huh. Mm hmm. No, no TED talk. 
No Xbox. Oh, I'm no sorry. Nothing? I'm thinking we were in Comments I Cops. <laughs> oh. I was so interested in the Comments I Cop. But yeah, in the tech talk. <laughs> in the tech talk, there's actually not too much. Not too much going on, except for the fact that the Xbox One X is dropping November 7th. That is of import to me because my Xbox One is officially dead. And I refuse to pay the $120 to send it to Xbox for them to fix it. Oh, hell no. And then ship it back to me when in less than a week or maybe in one week, I will probably be better off just getting a brand new one. Mm Mm-hmm. I bought a bootleg power brick. Oh, don't do it. uh, Don't do it. I mean, I didn't care because, like you said, if it kills my Xbox, I'm going to have to, um, you know, buy a new one, the Xbox One X in a second either way. But the Xbox One X is also, like, $4.99, so it's not like it's just throw a dollar away. I mean... Oh, well, I mean, you know, I might not have said bootleg power brick, but that power brick that I bought is working just fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always scared. That's the one thing I don't condone. Besides, like power cords, whatever, like for your iPhone, something like that. I'm very yep. weary of buying bootleg components for for different tech items, devices. Like I, I really don't really condone it all the way. Man. Because you're you're no really problem. rolling the dice. I'm glad yours works for you. But at the same time, you yep. guys are really rolling the dice. When it's a, when it's more of a legacy system like an Xbox One that's been around for a few years, you you're probably okay. But for the mm-hmm. new stuff, stay away. Yeah. Oh, no, no, but this joint has been around, and I was probably going to buy one. It's, I'm still not convinced because the one it's doesn't seem like the real step up, you know, but they say they're not going to be another, you know, system in a long, you know, for a long time. So this is the step up, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just graphics just can't really get that much better right now. You know, it's like this is what we got. And it's really about gameplay, you know? Shout out to Cuphead. Shout out to Overwatch. Shout out to VR World in New York City. It's on 34th Street by Herald Square. I stopped in there this past weekend. Got to play a bunch of different games. And it's actually worth it. If you're into VR, definitely go through, come through. They let you play different games on both uh, the Oculus Rift and the HTC Vive. Really cool games. There's one game that's not really a game. It's more like a simulation. It's called Plank. And quite literally, is a wooden plank that's on the ground. And it doesn't seem like much. But you put on the VR glasses, and you press the button, and it takes you on the elevator up to whatever height, like the high, the top of a skyscraper somewhere. And then you have to walk a plank. And when I say I'm you good. feel like you are literally on a plank at the top story, like if you allow yourself to just immerse into the sight of seeing nothing around you, the nothing holding you up, you, you your balance starts shifting. You really do start feeling like you're on top of a skyscraper. There's like helicopters that fly by. There are birds. There's things that are going to fuck with you so bad. And it it's so amazing how much VR has progressed to the point where it can mess with you psychologically like that and physically. So like I said, give it a try. I, I think it's, I call it VR world because that's just what I call it. I'm pretty sure that's what the name of it is, but it's the only one in the oh city. Oh my that is it's, so it's, horrifying. So that's it in tech news, DJ Ben. I mean, as you just said, as I just said before, I'm really interested in hearing about comics. I cop, what's up? Oh, nice. Well, you know, it is time for some comics. Oh. Oh. This is 
so ridiculous. So, I mean, it's so utterly ridiculous. I know people who listen to this first time are like, what? You know, like, what, what are they, you know, what's, where's all this echo coming from? What's all this reverb? <laughs> anyway, it's comments I copped where we talk about all the comics that I copped, you know, and the comics that you copped out there using that hashtag, comics I copped, you know, see? It's like, oh, what's that? Alliteration? Is that what the word I'm looking for right there? Comics I copped. Close, but not no cigar. All right. Go ahead. Either way, we're going to keep <laughs> moving because this week, the latest issue of Wicked and Divine dropped. If you haven't seen my interview with them on YouTube, and by them, I mean the creators. That's right. All three of the creators of Wicked and Divine. We interviewed them, you know, YouTube.com slash show. And, you know, once again, I got to say F those bastards. They, you know, didn't let me know anything. It's just been horrible, horrible things keep happening in this book. It's just... You know, it's one of the greatest things, greatest things I've ever read in my life. Um, make sure you're copying Wicked and Divine. You know, I say that again, again and again. And and like I was talking about Young Avengers earlier, and that's the same creators, you know, Karen Gillan, uh, Jamie McKelvey, Matt Wilson. And they created Young Avengers, and then they did Phonogram, and now they're doing Wicked and Divine, which is like the longest they've worked together, and to me, might be the best. And I love their 12 issues of Young Avengers. Go pick that up if you've never read it. It's just one of the best 12-issue series. It's up there with Vision, um, Omega Men, you know, any great 12-issue series. Speaking of Vision and Omega Men, Batman by Tom, I mean, Batman by Tom King dropped this week. It's continuing the story of now that the prequel with the war and jokes and riddles is over. Batman is engaged to Catwoman. And this is basically their, I don't know, what happens after you're engaged? This is their, like, prequel to a marriage, betrothal, I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's dope shit. Go read it. Latest issue of Batman's out this week. And real quick, there's only three issues left of Invincible. Now only two, I think, or only three. I don't know. It hurts so bad. I can't even, you know, talk about anything. Like, I could spoil what happens in this issue, but unless you're reading it, you know, it doesn't matter because you would have no idea what I'm talking about. But it's coming to an end, and I will say again and again that it is probably going to go down as in the top five comics I've ever read. You know, that's it. I ain't got to say no more. Wow. Invincible. Yeah. Go buy that joint. And also, big shout-outs to War Mother by Fred Valente. It's a limited series about this uh, futuristic woman, the War Mother, who has a sentient gun that is basically like her child. And it's a very interesting series. It's only going to be four issues, but it's, you know, one of those independent comics I talked about before. It's uh, from Valiant, and it's, you know, just a interesting ass. I love the concept, and I love the... Um, writing by Fred and the art is really sick. So if you want a quick little four issue series, go check it out because I'm loving it so far. It's three issues out. There'll be one more. There'll probably be a trade soon, but definitely mm-hmm. worth checking. And also, uh, no, that's a well, okay. I got to give a big shout to my homie um, Isaac Goodhart, who was on yes. our uh, panel. Yeah, he was on our panel last year. I ran in him today, and. I ran into him randomly today, and the first thing out of my mouth was like, yo, when is the next trade of Postal coming out? Because Postal is the series that he draws, and 
I've read every trade, and it's just such a great series. If you love, like, true crime, if you love, like, something like The Wire or, like, Breaking Bad, it's a book like that that you'll love. Go check it out, Postal. Just such a dope book. And it's one of those books that I didn't realize how much I loved it until way deep into it. You know, after I'd read, like, five trades, and I was like, oh, yeah, I really do kind of love this book. So... Definitely big shout-outs to him. He's doing big things, just signed a new deal with DC Comics. So, you know, he, he's kind of selling out these days, as you should. So, big shout-outs to the brother. Good looks, and that's it for Comics I Copped. If you're reading anything dope, please let me know. You know, hit us up, Comics I Copped. Use the hashtag. Hit us, or hit me, at DJ Bellamine, and hit us on the Twitter at Fanbro Show. I don't know what... I like more the fact that you ran into Isaac or the fact that you ran up on him and said, yo, when's the next trade coming out? Because... <laughs> like, first thing out of my mouth. Like, you didn't say, so hello, funny. how are you? I haven't seen you in weeks. When's the next trade no. coming out, dude? Like, Because <laughs> I just, um, I ran into him at Comic-Con, you know, New York Comic-Con, and he gave me the latest trade there. And then I was, you know, back in Cali. And that's when I realized how much I love this book is when I was reading the latest <laughs> trade. And I was like, wait a minute. Because I think the next trade is finally the ending of it. So I'm like, come on, ma'am. Like, I need that now. So I love yeah. it, Ben. I mean, always a fan. That's it. That's it. At the end of the always. day, even though we, we are experts in our space, we will always be fans of the things we love. Mm-hmm. And that's why. I and it's funny because every that. time he sees me, he's always like, you know, yo, congratulations on American Gods and all that. I'm like, yo, congratulations on that post photo. <laughs> when's the next like, when's trade that post coming out? Come out? <laughs> <laughs> like, <yo. laughs> Oh, Fuck all that. So I'm saying, is it a, yeah. is it a blessing or a curse if Ben Amin likes your stuff? Because yes, he'll be he'll be your supporter, but he'll also stalk you and stalk ask you. you when you're gonna do the next century <laughs> or whatever it is. So, anyways. Oh my god! But I will big your shit up. Go buy Postal. It's such a dope book. I'm loving it. Like I mean, as you hear, like yeah, loving that joint. Wow. All right. What else we got before we get out of here tonight? So, more, of course, movie news in the comic book world. We have, um, interestingly enough, and you tell me how you feel about this, because you're more on, on Shazam than I am, but Zachary Levi has been cast as Shazam. Do you know who that is? I do know who that is, and despite what the haters say, I think he'll be, be able to pull Wait, it off. Wait, haters? There are haters about this? What? Is there ever a comic book movie <laughs> casting where <laughs> Not at all. So, uh, so no. interestingly, this guy, Zachary, he was in Thor The Dark World. And mm-hmm. he and he was in Ragnarok. He was Fandral in Ragnarok. I don't know who Fandral is in Dark World. He was also Fandral. I still don't know who Fandral is. Do you? Uh, Fandral's one of the... Um... I thought he was one of the Warriors 3, but I'm not 100% on that one. You actually got me. He is a charter member of the Warriors 3. Yes, he is. Oh, I know him. The one that Mm. looks like a Three Musketeer. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know him. Okay, I just had to look at his face. But see, that being said, yeah, he's going to be Shazam now. So, uh, like you said, there's been some haters and stuff, but you think this is a good idea. Okay, okay, maybe that's what I think of. Maybe that's some strong words. You don't have a problem with it. (laughs) There we go. But why are you why 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 are you so iffy right now? It's a DC movie. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's it. It's just a Um, DC movie. You don't trust them and the story. 
in the story. <laughs> like, I mean, booyah. <laughs> you know, I saw a clip today where Cyborg said booyah. And I was, was like, word, like they really. Like, like sizzle trailer, and, I guess you want to call it. And he, he seemed so he bored. Said, he was he like, said booyah. booyah with the most bored, no cadence tone. It was just like, I'm booyah. saying this because this is the only part of me that's not CG. And I'm glad that there are actual <laughs> human voices coming out of my mouth. Booyah. Booyah. <laughs> so he said it like it was a cologne. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, so that was your entry for Justice League news, by the way. Uh, but also, a mm. uh, great thing that's that's happening. Man, I'm praying for that film. I'm so, praying. Uh, I'm praying for that do film. You, uh, I, I'm just not feeling confident. Nothing. There's been nothing that I've been seeing that instills any bit of confidence. Mm, no. I'm, I'm not. Like, I know Wonder Woman and everybody. It's just, I just, every, with every trailer that comes out, I feel worse. And it's supposed to be the opposite, but, it, mm. but it's not. And this is beyond mm. my general just fear of DC when it comes to their films and them ruining their own stuff. Just taking just taking that away, just looking at the, if you could look at the trailers in a vacuum, just each one just gets progressively worse. And, or each teaser or whatever piece you want to call it. So I'm not sure what to expect. At this, like before I want to, like sometimes I'm like, oh, it's going to be terrible. Oh, it's going to be this. No, this time I'm just like a blank. I have no clue what's about to happen. Mm-mm. Nah. You're good. I'm good. I'm good. You know I'm good. Um, big shout out to Star Trek Discovery though. Got renewed for season two, and I'm loving it because I'm loving that joint. It's like my favorite series this year. I know everybody's mad that it's behind and it's that still paywall. Gonna be behind paywall because it got renewed for season two. I mean, on all access. Yep. Which is yep. madness, mad and be- I am. Yep. It's madness, and it's BS, and it's going to. <sighs> I don't condone bootlegging. Let's just say that. Um, also, shout out to friend of the show, Laura Harrier. Laura was on our show mm-hmm. not too long ago uh, talking about her role in Spider-Man Homecoming. She is now joining the Spike Lee and Jordan Peele film Black Klansman. And if you remember, that is going to be the story, the true, the story of the true story of Ron Stallworth, which is a black man who infiltrated the KKK. I bet Dave Chappelle remembers Ooh. that one. Um, <laughs> mm, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> Can we not? <laughs> so we we talked a lot about Stranger Things already at the top of the show. Now there is news that they're already working on season three, which is interesting because, like I said, I'm 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 already feeling lukewarm about the season, so I'm just like, I I don't. I season three may not be that great. That being considered, they I hope that they're not starting up like next week because one of their stars, Charlie Heaton, got banned from the U.S. because when he arrived, the drug-sniffing dogs at the airport found traces of cocaine in his luggage, and they promptly mm. sent him right back to the U.K. Nah, he'll get over that. He's white, right? No. Yes. No. Yeah. No problems for him. No problems for him. Yeah. He'll be and, fine. And, and for for those who, like who is Charlie Heaton? He plays Jonathan Byers, Will's big brother. Oh yeah, yeah. He's no oh, man. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> you had to no, think about no, it. No, no shots, bro. But you look like you sniff coke. 
Out of everybody on that cast, if I was to be like one of y'all sniffs coke. Fed pros, fed pros.